Welcome to What the Fuck Did I Just Read? The Tech Sales and Marketing Edition. This is going to be a blast. This isn't just a podcast to have a conversation. This is a podcast to affect change. It's kind of our outlet for therapy to just let it rip. We are back. Welcome to What the Fuck Did I Just Read? Tech Sales and Marketing Edition. I'm your host, Danny Wolf. I'm your willing cohort, Chris Roberts. All right, episode five. We made it to five episodes. We're <laughs> legitimate now. There's no going it, back. Yeah, that's it. No, I think we have enough um, enough content in your inbox for a good two years. Oh my and that just and is from the last month. Stuff. That's just the stuff that's turned up. Actually, I've got 88 messages. Actually, in so in October, and these are the ones I kept, actually just shy of that. So we're looking about, these are the ones I kept as good specimens for us to talk about. So in, what are we in now? We're in November, aren't we? So October, this is going to date this, isn't it? So in October alone, we hit, what do we hit? Uh, 60-something. And then so far, just this month, we're over 20. And I've tuned. I, I mean, I've pruned the heck out of this. And then and then we get today's. <laughs> and literally, today's. This, this one, this is actually going to get printed out, I think. And this, this one's going in the Hall of Fame. This is definitely one of the Hall of Fame ones that's going in today. Oh gosh, yeah. We we um we quetched a little bit before. I think for a good hour actually before we hit, we should have just hit record at that point. Um, here's here's the fact. So Danny and I started this conversation, yeah, about 45 minutes ago. I dialed in at the right time. Danny's there and I'm like, I need a couple of minutes, and I'm sitting there doing this on the keyboard. And I'm a blizzard. I'm 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 rage typing on the keyboard. Because this one came in, and and for reference, today is the one day a year I take off uh, as as like my day to do whatever I want. It, it's my one day when I get a little bit older in in my grayness, and I take that day off. And so I take the day off, and so I'm catching up this evening on all my emails and everything else that's going on. And this just this is in the inbox, and I read it, and I lose it. I lose it big and I lose it bad time. So poor Danny said, I'm like, I need a few minutes. I'm just bashing it. And I copy, obviously copying Danny at the WTF did I just read. And uh, yeah, so this is going to be the topic of tonight's conversation. This, this, this specimen. I feel like uh, we need to not only explore the evolution of your inbox from day zero of working as CISO to present, which we did, I think in episode two, but seasonality as well. It's November. It's almost December. It's almost 23. Does that have any change? Does the behavior, do the behaviors change in season? I haven't seen a huge amount at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen changes of focus. And it's always interesting running up to the conferences. I mean, we are, what, three months away, four months away from, from RSA. So very, very soon we're going to run into the, 
we're talking about this and this is what's going on and you need to come and see it as us at the booth. What I am seeing a lot of, which is I think frustrating, and again, it comes back to this, it harkens back to this whole conversation of awareness, is so many people like, hey, we're doing a webinar, we're doing a conference, not even a webinar, webinars are easy. We're doing a conference in you know Florida or in here, or, we'd love to see you there. I'm like, y'all do realize that this country is not a bad size. Unlike the UK, when I can drive from side to side pretty damn quickly, this country, you can't quite do that. Neither am I going to hop on a plane just to turn up to your ready conference. Um, so I think it's, again, it's another one of those stark examples where people just don't pay attention. People don't have, you know, they don't look at LinkedIn. They don't do an awareness. They don't realize that somebody that's actually working for Boom might actually be at the headquarters, not that everybody is, but there's a good chance they might be, or they even, they make a presumption, or they make an assumption, and it's... Um, I just, again, I just wish people would take an extra 30 seconds. Yeah, 100%. Well, we're going to take hopefully under 30 minutes to dissect this mammoth of an email. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Shall we begin? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for those of you that are aware, um, I, I'm obviously the CISO at at a large organization, um, we make airplanes and we're making an experimental jet, which means they're also making an amazing, we're basically building out the full size, uh, the full size passenger version, which means we're heavily on the manufacturing side of the world. Um, and we're making some really, really cool stuff that we've got to be very, very careful about. And so hence, you know, security is top of mind, manufacturing security, third party, all this other good stuff. So this email comes into the inbox, and I've actually already researched the company. I've researched the individual, and I'm not going to name people's names, but it's like, hi, Chris. I've invited, and he names my CISO, uh, my CEO. I invited uh, your CEO at the company to discuss confidential data protection, but I realize you too might be interested in joining the conversation. We'll get into the hooks in a minute. Manufacturers continue to be attractive targets for cyber criminals. Anchor, a SaaS systems enables businesses like yours to protect intellectual data files. I named the name, sorry. This one deserves it. Uh, as they're used from design CAD to 3D modeling and engineering, kind of tell me what I already know, without slowing down the business. Like, no shit, Sherlock. So, this is where it gets really. So, shall we skip the good part and arrange a quick chat next week to discuss? my company's security posture. Talk soon, Adam. I'm not gonna use his full name, but it's Adam. Um, here's where it, normally stuff like this I can deal with because it just comes in everything, but here's what got me really, really riled up on this one. First and foremost, my role as CISO is to the organization, is to the safety and security of the organization, primarily digital, but also physical as well. So when you reference my CEO by name, not just first name, but first name and second name, you reference them by name, you've already put me on guard. You're talking, and, and think about this, we, we, again, we, think, we need to think about this in slightly different terms. I've got three great dames. If somebody walks up to me, my great dames are on guard. Because they're like, who is it? Who's this individual? Are they known to are they known to Chris? Are they going to cause him harm? What's their intention? And until I've let my guard down, or until I've told them I'm okay, 
they're on guard. And even when I've let my guard down a bit, they're still watching out to see what's going on. You see, so it's kind of the same way. So when you come at me and you go, hey, you know, I'm mentioning your CEO and, and oh, by the way, you might just want to be part of the conversation. Not only have you annoyed the snot out of me at that point in time, but you've also basically, to some degree, you've tried to intimidate me. By chucking, by chucking my CEO's name in there, you th you're throwing a name around. It's the, oh, I know so-and-so. It's the, I know this person, I know this person. And maybe I'll just invite you, the, the mere peons along to the conversation. Not a smart move to do at all. And especially if you know me, I not only care about the organization, I care about the people. You know, like anything, you know, companies, nothing without the people that work within it and work for it and, and tow it. And when, especially if you mention my CEO, I got a lot of care and I got a lot of love for him because he's a pretty awesome freaking individual. And so now you've got me really on point and not in a good way. Secondly, you kind of just insulted me in that second part of the first sentence. You know, as well as I do, that the CISO is responsible for the security of an organization. Now, ultimately it lies with the CEO and the board, but it's the CISO's responsibility to take all that information, disseminate it to the CEO and also to the board of advisors or whichever way it goes. So when you turn and go, oh, I'm gonna go have conversations with them and, and maybe you're welcome to come along. You've just belittled that role as well. Not a smart thing to do in any way, shape or form, especially to somebody if you'd have done an ounce of bloody research have realized that, you know, I'm kind of that kind of pit bull guard dog thing. I'm gonna chew, I'm not gonna let go. I'll probably end up chewing you from the neck upwards. Um, not that there's much between the ears on this individual at this point for doing what they did. So that's number two and possibly point number three. Then we come to the insult. Then we come to the fish slap around the side of the head, which is where I'm in the organization. I should know what the hell we're doing. I kind of probably should know what our crown jewels are. And if I'm not looking at what the hell we're doing to protect the darn things, then I sure as hell not do my job and why the hell are you paying me? So when you make an assumption that I don't know about manufacturing, that they're attractive targets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you're kind of insulting the level of knowledge, understanding, and intelligence for anybody inside the organization, as opposed to like approaching it with like, hey, um, why don't you ask what we're doing? Why don't you ask how we're dealing with it? Why don't you ask what our focuses are, what our areas are, what we've maybe already knocked out, what we're looking at next, or any of that stuff? You've pretty much just thrown a blanket assumption in there that I don't know a damn thing, and, and maybe you're going to come to my rescue, like damsel in distress, basically. Apparently I am, and you're coming to the rescue with whatever the heck you think you have to actually sell me. And then we play the stupid bloody, shall, shall we skip to the good part and arrange a quick session? Number one, you're assuming the good part is going to be a conversation with you. Little message for you, buddy. There's a few other people ahead of you in the queue that I'd rather have a conversation with at this point in time. Although I'm kind of tempted to go find one of those like 50 pound haddocks and just have you at the turn to the queue and and just take a swing. Just, just you know, there's a level of temptation for this one, unfortunately, because there's that whole, what are those people called who are, um, who are so full of themselves. What's the word? I've lost them. What are those people who are so full of themselves? Narcissists? 
narcissist. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to say exhibitionist, but that's an entirely different full of themselves. Um, narcissist. So now we have the narcissistic. Shall we skip to the good part in the conversation with me? Oh, my giddy aunt. So to Danny's point, and I don't want to steal the thunder, but to Danny's point, what we now have is a conversation. We have a dominatrix narcissist email <laughs> that we are now discussing. It's really what it's all coming down to at this point. This is about the best I can make of this. So I did retort. I did send it back. Danny has gotten in her inbox, and so has my absolutely rather amazing CEO, because I needed him to be aware of this. Now, the funny part about this whole thing is apparently he got exactly the same email that I did, just with my name instead of his name. So this poor chap's about to get an earful from both of us, and it ain't going to be pretty. So. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Ta-da. <laughs> and Let's dissect this one. <laughs> Let's let's pause. Boop. This is a public service announcement. We do not. Uh, we do not. We we condone any physical violence here, but we do fantasize at some point. <laughs> wet haddocks. Uh, at least it was a wet haddock and not like a hammerhead or a swordsman yeah. shark or something like that. Or actually, that would be like a stingray. Another stingray. What's the what's the electric? Oh, electric eel. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Oh my gosh! That's just, the best like both worlds. between the panel we had in this last month, and uh... <laughs> we are pausing to put a jacket on the child. Oh, cute! We can pause. While you're pausing, I'm just going to be sitting here thinking of all the various different fish types. What's that little thing that puffs up that's got all the poisonous bits on it? See, one of those slap upside the head on one of those would be kind of fun. Oh, so there's the the lionfish, right? That gets yeah. its little... Oh, that's true, yeah. What's that little pufferball thing? There's a pufferball one that would be fairly good for doing this too as well. Yeah, it's... Um... No, to Danny's point, I mean, I think it's it's one of those where... It's frustrating because when you think about it, insecurity, <laughs> our job is to help people understand emotions. You know, if if an inbound email or inbound text message or an inbound phone call elicits an emotion, then we have to take a step back and go, why is it eliciting that emotion? What does that person want from me? You know, if it's fear, it's the FBI in the phone call, unless you pay me money, something. We all know that's social engineering. My frustration with this email is the social engineering that was done here has elicited has elicited an emotion and it's a frustration it's anger it's defiance it's um it's it's defense it's all of those fight or flight ones and unfortunately with me it's fight mm -hmm. um and that's frustrating because i don't have enough bloody hours in the day to deal with this stuff as it is when some muppet comes up and does something like this and especially now knowing in talking to the ceo that a similar message was also sent to him with mm -hmm. exactly the, the counter, like, oh, I'm talking to your CISO, and hey, isn't, oh, my giddy aunt. I mean, that's so wrong. Yeah. It's, it's so wrong. It's, it's interesting that you bring up emotion because, you know, I was, I was speaking with some folks over at um, Mimecast yesterday. We, we ran a recording to talk about this this issue or the importance of of 
you know, understanding your audience yeah. in mark in cybersecurity marketing. It's it's great. We had a, an hour plus long conversation about this. And they asked me a question and 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 asked me why, you know, why, why is this so important in security? And and I told them, well, you, you think about it from from a human perspective. You know, you have people who are in defense mode, protecting against some very serious threats, more so than the the average industry that you're working you're working with. I mean, you can think about healthcare is also high high stress, high intensity as well, but dealing with some very very serious threats that have you know massive ramifications if something goes wrong, right? And you need to be coming in at different angles. That's why these tactics don't work. You know, the general tactics, outreach and spam and, and blast, email blast, you know, some things that generally work for, for regular consumers don't work for the security practitioner because of the emotion that is, that is required in the job. I want to dissect that just a little bit more. Yeah. What is it about your job that is so emotional? I think it's for the most part a lot of us in this industry are in it to protect I mean the, you know the money's great the stress is crazy all the other stuff that goes with it but most of us are in this industry to make a difference and to help protect and and to give vendors some credit, a lot of them are in it for the right reasons as well. They believe that whatever they have is is viable, and actually some of it absolutely is. But that brings a certain type of person to the table, and I think when you get to the CISO level, you know, I hate. There's a graphic out there that shows you know the CEO sleeping at night, the the CIO sleeping, and the CISO out of bed, and you know, nobody's in the bed. And I hate that graphic because in some ways it's so wrong because if I've done my job properly, I have people, processes, and technologies in place that can effectively mitigate the fact I can't have a good night's sleep. But at the same time, we are always in certain ways waiting for that phone call. You know, we're waiting for that situation to happen. We know it's going to happen. We know that we prep, we plan, we prepare. But at the end of the day, you know something's likely to happen. And it doesn't matter how benign it is or how critical it is, something's going to happen. So it's you're always to some degree on some level of an edge. And if you're doing your job properly and you care, I mean, I care about the organization. It might drive me nuts at times, but I care. I care about the people. I care about the mission. I care about what we're doing. Um, and I quite honestly, I care to prove a lot of people wrong who go, oh, you can't do that. I call watch us. So I have a lot of care for that, which means I'm also emotionally invested in the organization. And so you've got people who want to protect, you've got people who are emotionally invested, you've got people who, in essence, are just waiting, unfortunately, for the phone to ring to go, shit's happened. And, but yet we've done everything we possibly can. So we're fighting an uphill battle. We know our backs are against the wall, no two ways about it. Most of us are typically doing it without all of the resources or all of the time necessary to put everything in place. And, and so you've got that a ton of stress. You have a lot of, we've bought in, we're not just turning up for the paycheck. 
And so you've got people who are kind of, we're coming apart at the seams to some degree and we're holding on by fingernails, but we enjoy what we're doing. You know, I put a LinkedIn post out not too long ago, which is I'm, I'm one of those people who'll run into a burning building and, and I'll fix it all. I'm going to hand you the keys back and go, I prefer that you don't do stupid shit like this again. I love doing that for whatever reason, that's who I am. And so many CISOs are like that. So you have that mentality, that mindset, that human being who is going in there, who is, who is that way, basically a bundle of freaking nerves on legs held together by tea, coffee, and pizza, and goodness only knows what other stuff. So that's who we are. And then you do something like this, and it just goes, ah! Yeah, yeah, 100%. We, we tore it down, and I appreciate that answer. Thank you for being so, so honest. Mm, yeah. We tore it down we provided some element of what it could be, but let's kind of, I want to build it back up to something mm -hmm, that's totally, a little bit yeah. more cohesive. Um, what's, what's the alternative? What would have worked kind of if, if you would have gotten an email? And so here's a better way of it. Here's, here's the email I would love to have seen. Hey, Chris, I'd love to invite you, my CEO, Charles, and some of the other individuals who I know are likely to be responsible for safety and security, engineering, manufacturing, and other things at Boom to an open discussion. We in the industry, we from a security safety standpoint are seeing this, this, and this, and this, this, and this within manufacturing. We have to assume that you're working on it, aware of it, doing due diligence. We'd love to discuss and show you what we see, see where you're at, and see if there's any way to collaborate. Simple, to the point, honest, yeah. straightforward. Yeah. Totally. And yeah. I mean, you could even elaborate on collaborate because let's face it, I'm going to look at it and go cynically, we're not collaborating, you want to sell me something. <laughs> so maybe I go, hey, look, and maybe at that point I go like, Hook, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we see. We know you're working on things. We obviously know it's important to you. We would love to just help you see through our eyes. We'd mm -hmm. love to help you see our viewpoint of things. We'd love to show you what we're seeing and see if there's any differences, seeing if we can help you, seeing if we could be a partner to you, see if we could continue together to foster a better manufacturing grandmark for America or whatever the heck you want to do on that. <laughs> and this whole shall, shall we skip to the good part, you know, you, you just be honest and go, hey, look, I'd love to have a conversation. If you've got a couple of minutes, please feel free to let me know. And if we can set up a meeting in the next few weeks or a month and you've got time for a cup of tea or coffee, give us a shout. I'll even hit, or even, I mean, say, look, I'll hit you up on LinkedIn and see if you've got a second there or just something along those lines or hit me up on LinkedIn. Yeah, just something where to keep the door open. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. There you go. Let's, just keep it um, honest. I think this is another one, which is where I even mentioned it. I actually responded. I mean, I put several paragraphs together to, there we go, that was it. So, so and I'll, I'll, I'll actually do word for word what I said. I said, you make an assumption we're not already laser focused on the whole manufacturing process. Rather than ask what we're doing, you assume, therefore showing ignorance and making an ass out of you, um, that we're not aware of our crown jewels and that we have things in hand and afoot to deal with them. By assuming that we're not doing anything, you've closed the door to the next part of a conversation, which is what are you doing to help manage and reduce the risk in the manufacturing process? 
So this is where I think they've made an assumption. So rather yeah. than asking the open question like, hey, we're seeing this. We understand that you're doing this. How are you addressing this? Or can we help you see through our eyes in how you're addressing this? Or and, you know, just something that leaves that door wide open. They've pretty much so close and said, well, we kind of don't care what you're doing, but here's how we fix everything. Oh, I, I, you know, I want to go down so many rabbit holes, but we need to keep this under 30. <laughs> so we're likely going to have to split this up because, I mean, oh, this is, we well, have so much to, 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 to you know, dissect. But uh, here's, I think this is where it gets interesting because this is, you know, somebody had to do the research to work out who my CEO is. Somebody had to do the research to work out who I was, at least a little bit, enough to buy a list of whatever and probably insert whatever they had to do. Um, but I think this is where, you know, if they'd have looked on the, if they'd have looked on our about us page, there's probably half a dozen folks. They could have, they could have sent one email out to either myself, possibly even our CEO, maybe even Charles and said, Hey, look, we'd love to get a group of you together. We're doing some pretty cool stuff in the manufacturing process to help organizations understand their risk more effectively, deal with data, deal with integrity, deal with modeling information. We'd love to have an open conversation about what we're doing and see if it would help you in any way, shape, or form mature your processes. That's, a, that's not a bad discussion point, and that's open. Here's the one thing I want. I, I think folks need to understand. Mm -hmm. We talk with each other inside a company. Mm -hmm. When I got this email and I responded to it, I also blind copied my CEO, who responded back to me immediately, almost immediately. And remember, it's late at night here. Responded back to me immediately and said, "Hey, I got the same one with your name in it." So credibility just. I mean, it was already around about, it was down here. It just, it's burrowed its way to freaking mm. China at the moment or Australia, whatever right. the hell's on the other side of the globe from us. You know, and I think that's where it, it, it's totally incorrect. So you've just assumed that we don't talk, that I don't talk to my CEO or I don't talk to anybody else in the organization. And that is a terrible mistake to make, mm -hmm. especially in today's age. And, you know, it deals with that assumption, but this is going to sound a little, a little harsh, um, just use your goddamn brain cells. I mean, <laughs> like, it's insulting how, yeah. you know, how much disregard. I mean, that, that you know, that pisses me off. Just, the, you know, the copy-paste, right? The copy-paste. To a certain extent, you can, you can mold your emails through some template. But don't insult your intelligence, your buyer's intelligence. I mean, right. <laughs> that's yeah. just... Uh, you now, know, as harsh as it sounds, that's, that's I think, one thing to take away from this but episode. You, but if you've got somebody coming away from this as a narcissist, mm -hmm. yeah, they don't care. True. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, that's don't true. be a narcissist in your sales process. Well, we've got a great title for this episode. <laughs> the What is it? The, the Dom Narcissist or something like that? Dom Narcissist. The Dom Narcissist email approach. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is going to be a good one. 
All right. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure as always. Therapy 101 at 7 a.m. in the morning uh, for some of us. Yeah. But uh, as always, if you have feedback for us, let us know. We want to improve. If there's something that can help you, we're here. You know, drop a line to us on LinkedIn or subscribe to our newly created email list because we're officially live and kicking on all podcast players. Um, until next time, our next episode is going to be actually live where the audience can come on and, and ask us questions. So that's going to be exciting. That's going to be fun. That is actually going to be totally fun. I'm looking forward to that one, definitely. Yes. Well, this has been another episode of What the Fuck Did I Just Read? Tech Sales and Marketing Edition. That is finally rolling off the tongue with ease. <laughs> it took me a good that's month awesome. and a half to get used to saying it's a mouthful. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been uh, Chris and Danny. We're out. Stay safe, everybody.